Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pastor John Bosco Guitar. Nice to meet you this evening once again on a podcast. It's a nice time, really. We are going to enjoy it together in the presence of God as we are going deeper and deeper in learning what we call spiritual growth as Christians. And this does not 
happen on, on the physical life, but even in the spiritual life part of it. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, I would just want to encourage you that you not remain the same. The more we have these topics and we discuss them, you go deeper and understand what really God requires from you. And these are one of the interesting things that a person might even always admire to have in life. Sometimes you might not have time for your Bible. Sometimes even you look at your Bible wherever it is and you don't get even the zeal, the desire to open it. But when you have these discussions, you, you, are, you are indeed um, desired, you are encouraged, you are motivated, you are inspired to go and open up your Bible and read and you get to understand what, what they have talked about. Where is it? Uh, how, what does it say? have they really talked about the exactly way how it is so these are the some of the things we are talking about tonight we are going to be enjoying this teaching and we are going to be with what you call teacher Caleb. he's going to be enlightening more about the spiritual growth of course apparently I talked about several things and I uh, was talking about the spiritual growth in terms of business, the spiritual growth in terms of your lifestyle, the spiritual growth in terms of your soul, your spirit, your determination, your commitment in Christ Jesus as you know that is your only savior that can save you, that can help you in everything. You reach at the moment and you feel like there is nothing you can do without God. Really, we cannot handle things in life at our own. Not until Christ Jesus has intervened. In. Not until the Holy Spirit has intervened. Therefore, we need Christ to the extent of recognizing him as the ultimate controller, the provider and giver of everything we need in life. Therefore, as we are learning tonight, I would like you to open up your soul, your heart. Please dedicate your time. I know you're very busy. The good thing about this podcast is that even you can be doing your job, you can even be doing your work, you can even be washing, doing utensils, housework. Well, just listen because it's like just a lady. Unless when you would like to comment or you want to call in and you want to comment on something or you want to ask anything, please feel free. Feel free indeed. My name is John Bosco. I welcome you. I love you so much. Let's really get this and learn this deeper and deeper. My past, my past, it's over. It's over. Say right now, right now is the today. Today is the I've Those are some of the words that really encourages us every day and every time. I won't go back 
to the ways I used to be. These are the words that are spoken by just a, a singer. And when we bring them in our lives, really, they can make a great, a great, and a great meaning, for sure. How can you make your life, how can you make a decision in life that you won't go back the way you used to be? You know you used to be a drug addict, you used to be a thief, you used to be a burglar, you used to be a bad person, you used to be a quarrelsome person, but now you want to change your life and really you walk a life which is godly, a life which is pleasing, a life which is perfect and upright. <laughs> this is a high time that you need to know all these things. How did you get to know those, all these things? Is the process of transformation that we are talking about through these teachings on this podcast. And I would like you really not to miss any, any, anything theme that always we bring up is so interesting today on whatsapp i posed a question and i was like is it true that there is anyone in this world that has ever went to heaven and came back <laughs> but of course there is something uh there is there, there, there is something that someone told me as people have been discussing differently and they are giving really their different views and they were right in their own ways okay can someone really go to heaven and come back? That's a discussion on WhatsApp. And <laughs> for sure, it has been awesome. And the discussion is still going on. Please, don't miss this kind of discussion. They are very interesting. Even on this podcast, feel free. You can call in. When you look on that interface, there is Ash1 calling, Ash2 calling, and Ash3 calling. So if you at all you would like to call in and you ask any question, you'd like maybe to supplement on anything, yeah, feel free. You just call in just tune in we shall be able to connect and we talk together we can discuss together this is a platform that really can help you to understand and learn most of the things because it helps us to discover the deeper truth and the understanding of god's word and not just um speaking and not not just speaking anyhow but we interpret scriptures accordingly we interpret scriptures according to god's grace according to what really god has written in his word he does everything in line with his word therefore i'm encouraging you love this and please you follow this by the grace of god in just a short break let me come back by the grace of god For all the love I've ever found Comes like a flood Comes flowing down At the cross, at the cross I surrender my life I'm in all of you I'm in all those are interesting lyrics also from chris tomlin there is a place that everything is powerless jesus's blood turned red oh he's turned red for the sake of human being for the sake of us all he gave out himself on the cross for our sake and he did it intentionally because he wanted to save us from our sins and now that we have the we we have the choice the chance to decide we have a choice it's you to make a decision whether you will follow him or you will not follow him indeed 
it's you to make a choice but again as we are continuing to learn together there is something came into my mind and i came across of this scripture in the book of psalms 139 verse 23 to 24 it says that search me O god and know my heart try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting okay our relationship with God consists of us realizing the areas in which we need reformation and following God's guidance so that we can be healed, reformed, and transformed. Only the power of God can change our ways. We can't do it without His help indeed. We cannot. It is only God. Again, 1 John chapter 2, verse 25-25 reminds us that the way, only Jesus can lead the way to the Father. He is only Jesus. That when you were a child, did you sing along to Jesus loves me? This I know. Oh, Jesus loves the little children. Oh, I have decided to follow Jesus. Like the song we were listening before. Do you remember your joy? Do you have the same favor now? As we grow, we allow the doubts of the world to enter into our minds and hearts. We might question what we were taught, which is natural. But we then have choices to make. We can allow the doubts and questions to fester. Or we can investigate further. Read the Bible. Ask, the, ask those who might be able to answer our questions. And thereby strengthen our faith instead of letting it go. So John tells us that we need to hang on to the words of Jesus. We need to hang on to our belief in him. In John's gospel, Jesus asks the apostles if they will abandon him as some of his listeners heard. Peter answers for them all, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words of eternal life. To whom can we go? Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. Jesus can show us the way to live lives based on the law of love. Only Jesus can lead the way to the Father. If we begin to stray, all we need to do is go back to the beginning and remember that Jesus does love us. That he loves all of God's children and that we can always renew our commitment to follow him. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pray this evening. Lord, please renew in us our commitment to follow you with the forever and with the favor we had at the beginning of our faith journey. Father, King of glory, you, our dear God, we ask that you reveal to, uh, to us any areas of our lives and we need to do better in. Lord, we ask that you help us improve in those areas because it is only through you that we can achieve such. And Father, even tonight as we are learning and continuing to understand your word, we pray that may you lead us in everything that we are doing so that we can be those people that really you want us to be. And one of the things that we want to come to the, proposition, to the point of understanding is that without you, King of glory, there is nothing, there is nothing that we can do in this world. Therefore, we want to put all our total faith in you. Even tonight as we are learning, may you open up our understanding, our minds, to get to understand you very well and better. And we want to walk according to your will. We want to walk according to your grace. We want to walk according to your mercy. We want to walk according to the guidance of your word. We want to walk according to the grace that you give. 
We are not even worthy at all. We are not worthy at all. But we pray that you can really perfect us in your grace, in your power, in your might hand. What can we do in this world without you? Nothing bites you. We thank you this night as you're leading us and teaching us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So, so kind to me. can give us uh, a right picture and really they portray the words that are very rich in understanding and wisdom. There is no mountain that God won't climb up just coming after you, looking for you. There is no wall that he won't kick down just looking for you. He's going to look for you from anywhere. David says that even if I hide myself under the ocean, even if I dig a very deepest pit, but again, you stay coming back for me. So this is David speaking all these words because he knew how really God is very interesting that you can't hide away from him. He will always look for you. He will always hunt for you until he will get you into his right 
path. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to encourage you that you might have what we call a, try, a right choice to make before the living father. He showed us the love that no one in this world can show it. No one who can even exhibit the love that Christ showed us. Therefore, it is our responsibility as humans also to do the same. Just a short break. Take me, you stand with me in all my tribulations. Lord, you're the only one I ever wanted. You bring with me in every moment. You have taken away every mountain in my life. In you, I am satisfied. Hey, Lord, you're the only one I ever wanted. satisfaction apart from the presence of God there are a few things here that I would like we talk about um, as we are waiting for our preacher to connect but again I have some few things to communicate here uh, as a recap for those who are not around and I would like you to and I think they might be really very important uh, in your life uh, by the grace of God and these of course, we talk about the spiritual growth, and uh, one of the things that we looked at, it was the definition of spiritual growth for those who were not around and those who did not, um, and those who are, and those who are, who were not really uh, around. I can try to help you by the grace of God, and then we see how you can really learn this. Yeah, someone is trying to connect and we are going to manage indeed to, <laughs> to get that person by the grace of God. Let's just pray harder that may the living God help out the networks so that they can work out because networks have become networks. But let's pray that uh, really it will work out. Finally, we appreciate the living Father. Yes, you're most welcome. How are you today? I am doing well. I hope you guys can hear me wherever you are. I can hear you very well, my friend. Apart from uh, maybe others, but she has been a, a tug of war. I can see you fought with the waves of of, of internet and uh, and networks and signals. <laughs> <laughs> 
something just happened with my phone and it couldn't connect at all so i had to borrow a friend's phone here and good enough she was already tuned in so ah that's very interesting we thank the living god for the provision and uh the way out as long as now we can hear you directly how are you today mr Kareb? i am doing well by the grace of god and today we're having our very last day mm. with a camp here in kayunga so we give the glory back to god for that mm. and because it is coming to an end just with an overnight mm. i am really really so grateful for that awesome uh would you like to share with us this week how it has been because i think it has been a long week to you and uh, so many things have happened besides the camp and uh what would you like to say about your week and then we can start off uh to be honest it has been one busy week i should admit that because i had to travel to kayunga and then we've been having youths around and so it's been basically busy because i wouldn't even get uh much time for social media and all that and uh, the little time i would get is maybe to share an update or two so just this week it's been quite busy but the good uh kind of busy like not busy as in uh, the good side the good thing about being busy whereby you're, you know you're doing god's work so i like being busy this time by the way some of the interesting things some being busy in god's work and you feel like you know there, there's nothing that you can feel so much interesting when you are doing something right Always when people are doing something right, really they feel very good. And and that one has been happening to, uh, mm-hmm. to me several times that whenever I do something right, I feel very okay. I feel like I'm very normal. Everything is working out well. Even if I feel tiredness, I cannot be like a person who is doing something else. So yeah, really that is very great. Okay, Mr. Kareb, you're most welcome. We are looking at the theme of, of the theme of uh, spiritual growth, and we've been looking at different areas in life. Uh, there are so many dynamics, and there are so many examples that people have been giving, and we have been tackling different areas. However, currently we've been tackling on the area of uh, what we call a personal character, or we've been dealing with um, the behavior of a person and the conduct. But again, for you, you might have something else different. But I'm just giving you a recap of what we've been really un- uh, learning. And we got to know the definition of the spiritual growth. And it was, of course, uh, in a simple terms, as uh, a process of the, of, uh, of the self-identity, the process of developing yourself identity or you're working yourself identity in other words there is someone that we knew before and now there is someone else that we get to understand right now someone was a drug addict someone was a thief someone was good at lying however my sometimes it comes out but people can see the change Mm, they can see at least there is a degree of truth the transparency if you were dishonest at least napo can see that you are now honest that is the area we've been tackling on, and it was just an introductory part giving the overview of what we mean by spiritual growth. So I would like to encourage, I would like to invite you and let you uh, really deliver um, what you've brought to us this evening. Yes, may God bless you 
and uh, whatever scripture you'll be talking about, really I'll be in a position to post it and people so that they can follow with us. Yes, Mr. Kadeb, you're most welcome. Okay, Th thank you so much, uh, Pastor John Bosco. First of all, allow me extend my sincere apologies to all my dear friends out there. I understand uh, the post was indicating us starting at 9 p.m. Uh, we got a little delay and then my phone later on got issues. But I thank God finally I'm here. I hope you can forgive the minutes I wasted without uh, before I joined in. Uh, that being said, I'm guessing you've forgiven me, guys. <laughs> Okay, I hope we've been forgiven. Allow me to uh, say a word of prayer before we dive into it. Father, we thank you so much for this day. We believe that even before we had planned to be here, you had already seen it and you allowed it to happen. So we cannot take that for granted. That's why we are thanking you for that. And for today's lesson, help us learn, not just to be listening in, and uh, being good speakers and enjoying and laughing but let us learn and above all go on and do the same as we've been we are going to be able to learn we give you the glory and believe that's going to be done in jesus name amen 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 to my dear friends out there that are tuned in i might not be able to uh, speak out your names but this is what I believe. When you saw the post, when you heard about this, you picked an interest to tune in and listen, uh, not just because of who is going to speak or who owns, who is going to be the host, but because you so much wanted to hear about the message of uh, spiritual truth, or sorry, spiritual growth. Now, this is a topic that uh, my friend here, John Bosco, gave me a while ago and asked me to read about it. And he's been sharing about it for uh, some good time. Good for us, or uh, fortunately enough, it's actually one of the messages that I, uh, I took some time reading first. And uh, at the end, our uh, Pastor John Bosco will be able to provide the link for us so we can tune in and uh, listen to the message I recorded about this whole topic entirely. Now you might be asking yourself, spiritual growth, do we even need that? Why do we need that? And if a time comes when I say I need spiritual growth, what am I even supposed to do? Does spiritual growth mean I'm going to increase in size? Because the word growth itself is usually accompanied by you know, an increase in size. Let me say height or someone even gains weight. That's when you can look at someone and say, wow, this person has really grown. When it comes to the affairs of Christianity in spirit, before we say someone has grown spiritually, what are going to be those indicators? And so as all that is going through our minds, I want us to first of all believe this. As a Christian, you are required to grow. This growth needs to be seen in your life. And not just seen by people, uh, or let me say by your pastor, by the people in church, even to the people outside there, where you work from, where you probably do business from, those people need to be able to look at you and know this is a really grown 
Christian. Not a Christian that got saved in 2010 and now celebrating 13 years in Christianity. No. Not the Christian or the believer you find in church who is probably advanced in age. Okay. That is not how somebody becomes uh, a grown Christian. Maturity in the church is not evidenced by who has the gray hair, who, are, who cannot walk up straight. I mean, it's not a matter of the physical, what we see on your body changing. That is not how we tell someone that is grown in the faith of Christianity. And before we even uh, say anything else there, I want us to be reminded that growth also is your personal commitment and then your personal daily efforts. Try to picture a growing Christian as a, a butterfly. For those of us who remember our uh, science lessons from school, we've learned about the life cycle of various insects, but specifically about the butterfly. Now the butterfly at some point from the eggs, larva, whatever, there is a stage where it actually is a caterpillar. And for those of us, the ladies here, the ladies here, I know you so much like that butterfly with the beautifully colored uh, wings. But at some point, that beautiful butterfly was a caterpillar. Yes, the same caterpillar you fear. In fact, if I remember very well, boys used to get time to run around like chasing after those nice looking girls as long as you have a caterpillar or even if you had something that looked like a caterpillar you just tell her hey i have a caterpillar you start chasing her around i never did that though <laughs> but i know a friend who did okay and so when a time comes that that butterfly before it becomes that beautiful butterfly it is actually a caterpillar looking all disgusting and what but there are some conditions that have to be met for that to go through a process that we, we are going to say it's called morphing it's going to completely change and get from one uh, form or one shape to another now i would leave you to go and consult google about that whole shape before anything gets to a very uh, admirable point before a human being before a person gets to the level where we look at them and want to tell everybody, oh, I studied with John Bosco. I've been to the same class with Alan. Before we get to that point of telling people, by the way, Kwezi was my good friend. Just that you're seeing him speak on TV, you see him becoming a very wealthy guy. I used to jazz with Kwezi, I have his number. Before you get to a point where you admire that particular person, there are things they had to go through. It is those things that shaped the kind of person you and I see today. The beautiful butterfly with those well-toned and colored wings it has. At some point, it was just eggs. And then at another point, it changed. It became a caterpillar until finally it becomes a butterfly. In Christianity, if you got saved, I mean, like 10 years ago, and today you are still doing the same things you did as a young Christian, then that is not growth. If you gave your life to Christ, even if it's last year, and we all have struggles, I want to 
uh, believe that because it is true. Everybody has areas where you're struggling with some, let's say, kind of a habit. Okay, it could be a lifestyle. We, we've had this song. I don't know how many of us know this song by uh, Pastor Wilson Bugebe and uh, Chris Evans. The literal translation in English is, I love God so much. But then he goes on to give a couple of hindrances. But I love ladies. If I look at that skirt, I feel like I need to first take her to bed to feel okay. I love God so much. But that drunkardness, I still enjoy being a drunkard. I love God so much, but this, but that. As a Christian, when you have just given your life to Christ, yes, thank you so much, John Bosco, for putting that for us. If I were a good singer, I would drop drop for you here the, the, the verse, but I cannot do that. I'll leave that for John Bosco at the end. But that song tries to show the life of a young believer. Okay. <laughs> I love God so much, but this and that. And everybody has struggles. And guess what? Jesus understands that. He knows that you have the struggles. All the authors of the Bible knew that, especially the New Testament. But yet they encourage you and I to grow. Growth in Christianity is not evidenced by the physical features that you're going to see on someone's body. The same way you look at yourself in the mirror, the guys, and see some whiskers growing around your chin, and say, wow, I'm really growing. Those are not the features that show maturity in Christianity. It is advancing from the things you used to do to go to taking up new things now. Now, before we dive into, uh, before I introduce something uh, that is going to lead us home, allow me read this verse for us, okay? Uh, I want us to turn to First Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 to 12. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 to 12. And this is what it precisely says. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child. Think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully just as I also have been fully known. Now, this is the Apostle Paul. He writes this letter to the church in Corinth. The church in Corinth was like the modern day church. I should say the church in Kampala in Uganda or in that nice city you know about. If you're in Kenya, that's like, let me say Nairobi. If you're in America, that could be Los, Los Angeles, Los Angeles or New York. Imagine that kind of town. And there is a church. I'm talking about the kind of church that gets influenced by every kind of uh, theatrics around. So and so a pastor did this. We need to do this in church. This is the kind of music people listen to. We need to bring this in church. That is how the church was being influenced. When it comes to write about this, he's trying to actually rebuke the people in church. He's trying to remind them. I could, I could imagine Apostle Paul being like uh, that father or that mother. If you ask, if they sent you for a saucepan, 
And then you brought it and asked them, Mom, where can I put the saucepan? They tell you, on my head. Not because they want you to place it on top of their hair, but because you already know the saucepan is needed for something that aligns with cooking. Place it somewhere else and go. But because we were so young, we would ask them, Mama, that's Luganda. In English, Mama, Mommy, where can I put the saucepan? You very well know what to do. And because we were young, they would give us that kind of response that is really amusing, only to tell us, you know where to put it. When the Apostle Paul writes in this way to the church, he is not actually trying to be a good storyteller and remind people about his childhood days. No. He's trying to rebuke them and remind them that, hey, guess what? When I was a child, I did like this. I, did, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, and even reason like a child. But then I became a man and did away with the childish things. In Christianity, at the point when we all young believers we are considered to be to be babies we are infants you cannot find that one baby at your home or your place of work or your friend's baby and come feed them with cassava for those of you who do not know what cassava is it's that a uh, thick hard kind of uh, dish that is actually rich in carbohydrates even when you prepare it it's going to be hard it needs someone to chew on and then swallow for it to be digested. A baby cannot uh, find that useful in any way. All a baby can feed on is milk. As a Christian, when you're still a baby, before you grew up, you're being fed on the milk. That's when you go uh, to services and hear the gospel, then go back and try to reflect on that. And that's why you're going to find, that's why you're going to find your pastor telling you, do this, do that. And there you're very okay to go meet your pastor and tell them, pastor, I'm really struggling with this. I'm a lady, but I cannot bear it. I find myself often falling in the traps of many guys around me. I'm struggling with this, with gossip. I cannot stop myself from telling lies. I'm a good liar. I can even lie to myself sometimes and forget. But there comes a time when you do not need to be complaining or to be beaten down by the same things that used to beat you while you were still young. Growth is so needed because of that. And Apostle Paul is trying to rebuke the church for the way they were living their kind of life. For much as they had been there and existed as a church, they were still behaving like the people that actually did know Christ. My dear friends, today as I was speaking to our youths here in camp in Kayunga, I was sharing about the gospel message. And I actually was reminded about this. You do not become a Christian just because you want to escape hell and enter heaven. Neither do you become a Christian because you're so much interested in the good things that come along with being a Christian. I mean, today we realize a number of people, the campers today, had to come clean and say, I only became a Christian because I had this threatening story. Someone gave us a testimony. I hear they died and went to heaven and hell. Then God or some angel sent them back to come and share the message. 
And so you could be hear from their story that this person was threatened into salvation. Like someone was, let me say, put on gunpoint. You either give your life to Christ or you're dying. And then because, uh, because out of fear, someone said, you know what? I've believed. Or let's say somebody was at a crusade where the pastor says, if you're tired of poverty, you're tired of having uh, hassles in your life, please give your life to Christ and you, everything is going to be okay. And so they became believers. We opened the Bible and came to our conclusion that Christianity means just more than what I want to get or to earn from this. It is me wanting to have a good relationship with Jesus Christ, the main guy of the whole Christianity faith. It's only Jesus Christ. If you're interested in being a Christian and all you want is to go to heaven, then it is uh, probably you're going to become a Christian stay there for I don't know how many years, then someday die and hopefully you go to heaven. But you, the reason as to why he comes up and in several verses, you hear him calling us brothers, sisters. The apostles write and refer to us as brothers and sisters. Jesus Christ himself says, I no longer call you as, but now I consider you my. We changed status from being a people that knew about him, but now becoming friends with him. God himself, he says, we, we become children of God. We are heirs. To the, uh, the eternal salvation of Jesus Christ or the kingdom of heaven. And so becoming a Christian is so crucial because we are interested in building this relationship. Spiritual growth is all about. You reason, you cease from reasoning and talking and looking at things like a child. That is who you were when you became a Christian. But then you choose to now do it as a mature person. I don't think any of you would uh, find it very appeasing if you found your elder brother or sister dressed themselves in, uh, what should I call it, them pampas. Yeah. Those wrappings they put on a young baby so that they don't make a mess of themselves when that you know, time comes. The reason as why babies need that is because when that situation kicks in, babies do not speak any other language besides crying. And so whatever they have to release, it will happen. That's the reason as why they are given pampas. Now just imagine a grown-up person that needs to wear pampas. That is what a Christian who has been in the faith for a good time, but yet still suffers and still succumbs to the same kind of uh, temptation, still behaves the same way looks like a lady who still feeds using a bottle with milk. I'm not saying milk is bad, nothing against milk here. All I'm trying to say is you're still being fed on the simple, simple things. Being a Christian means more than just saying I'm going to heaven. Now, the verse, the verse I was talking about, the verse I shared about in uh, my, on my channel, is 2 Peter 1. I'll, I'll need to get that for us so that we find time and really ready. It is 2 Peter chapter 1 from verses 5 to 7. I hope Pastor John Bosco puts it uh, for us here. 
in the room so that people can follow along. In the whole event, in the whole uh, pursuit of developing that spirit, that spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ, there are certain things you're going to have to do. And allow me, I'm just going to read for the, read them for us out here and explain just a, a few about them. Help us add it from uh, yes seven. No, it's supposed to be six to to seven. Sorry, five to seven. Because I want us to uh, capture everything. It says, make every effort to add to your faith excellence, to excellence knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly affection. Now all these steps, if followed, if observed, are going to help us get to a level where we can satisfactorily say we are spiritually grown. Without these in our lives, we are just followers of Jesus Christ. Actually, that is the right word. You are just being a follower of Jesus Christ, but you are not in any way his friend, his brother, his sister, or anything of that. So there is no kind of relationship. Let's try to imagine this scenario. The ladies here, or the gentlemen, imagine this is someone you are in a relationship with. Probably met uh, like a year ago. And this was someone that used to say, hey, excuse me, I'm really not good with communication. Sometimes I forget to text you, I forget to call you. Or even if it's a guy, it's like, I really struggle with uh, with the whole aspect of taking you out on a date much as you like it and that is the first few months and well you keep talking about the same situation and hopefully you pray that one day one day this person gets to get from that do you know how you would feel if looking back like 10 years ago, oh, oh sorry two years ago this person that you've been trying to tell please try to change this Try to respond to my messages. Call me once in a while. This same person still does the same exact mistakes. You would most definitely be even more invested in some other relationship. Or he just wants me to give up. He's not even interested in me in the first place. Because someone who really loves you, someone who is interested in making that relationship work and look and see that it becomes even stronger than it was at the beginning is going to take on some changes in their lives, in the way they behave with you. Now, from that, just the simple level of dating, those that saw you as undeserving, yet chose to live his own safe place, came on earth, lived a very poor kind of life. Not just that, the very people he came for mocked him, rejected him, but he never gave up. He died for them, rose again. Now that same person is saying, just believe in me. And please try to change, live a life within. Try to build a relationship with me. He wants to be in a relationship with you. And then all you do is, I only want what's good about you and that's all. From the little experience I have, no relationship ever works 
when it is one person that has given in there a hundred percent and the other person only decides to say mm, as long as he's so invested i don't care i will do my own thing it's not good in uganda today we've been seeing what's been happening all over social media relationships are just on that cloud nine breakups every now and then i was talking to a friend recently and i was trying to make fun of her and i told her you either join you go to the gym and try to you know learn some moves learn how to throw some punches otherwise you're not going to manage relationships at this moment and if you try to talk to these people some of them are going to tell you i loved her so much recently there was a guy who was talking to with my friend who tried to coordinate and say that we know what, how he's doing the guy in a video that leaked where he was kneeling before a lady pleading for you know the guy says i've been so invested i loved her i accepted her she asked for this i did it whatever she mentioned i was willing to be all in for her because i loved her and then she got to this point and found someone better i tried to confront her and she said to hell with you she chased me away and that is the video you guys saw a relationship where one person is going to be invested and the other person isn't invested can never grow and when something does not grow it just dies out if a plant if a seed is planted watered and then gets to a point where there is no more uh, sufficient nutrients or water it's just going to dry up and wither and die you're not going to see the fruits if it's an animal gets to a point of stunted growth you're not going to say i'm going to get any meat from it because it's just stunted there is no progress my dear brothers and sisters out there you are a christian god does not just expect you to go to church on sunday neither does he expect you to just wait for 31st december and say i'm banking on this day i have to go and you know sometimes a couple of uh, friends i was talking to on 31st they asked me so where is 31st finding you i'm like at home say are you for real i expected you guys to be in church i'm like okay why because you've been to bible college and i think you'd understand that 31st december is so so in my mind i'm like people so much treasure that particular death and actually have made themselves believe that god is out there with a very big register and he's trying to look down on earth and say so who is attending church in 31st uh, tries to tick you and then a special blessing comes and pours on your life guys that is you trying to trick him into seeing you as someone that loves him it is supposed to be a daily thing it is supposed to be something you do in your life not something that you do for once a year or every sunday just 52 times a year i'm going to go there on sunday praise straight jump up and down uh speak in tongues fall down rise up oh and then god is going to say yeah this person loves me if that was the right way to do it then my dear friends being in a relationship with someone who just gives you a video call uh, once a year would be very okay if they just sent you a message hey sweetheart i love you so much and i'll always do Phew, until 2024 but if it can't work even with the human relationships 
how much more do you think it even makes less sense with the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ? And so let's be reminded once again, it is mandatory for everybody. If you say you are a Christian, then it is a must for you to grow. If you decide to just sit back and say, no, I'll just go to heaven. Probably you will get there. But just like someone who one day wakes up and say, I used to know that guy. But you cannot actually talk to them because there was no relationship. Okay. Try to, uh, I tried to rebuke a friend, actually two friends, sometime back last year. And I told them, hey, that's not good. I take my time and text you first. I take my time and call to check on you. Not because I'm so idle. And not because my data is going to be wasted, so I choose to, you know, waste it on you. But because I love you, I consider you my friend. But first thing you do, you never call back, you never text, you never check on me. Until one day when we just meet randomly and say, oh my God, you guy, I'd even forgotten. Do I even still have your number? And you try to smile. I rebuked them. And I said, that is not very good. If you say you are my friend, try to find out about me. Okay. That is what happens when people get to meet after a year and get to know our former fellow classmate died. Why? Because all people do is be on social media, uh, follow the celebrities they will never meet, post them on birthdays. A friend of mine recently posted, I think it was last year, when somebody uh, posted, happy birthday to you, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> now, Onika Miraj is a very nice lady for those who love her music and everything. Nothing against her. But if somebody is so ready to even wish her a happy birthday, using our sub status, because I don't believe Onika Mirage has their number, but they did it. Happy birthday to you, Chris Brown. Happy birthday to you, so-and-so. The celebrity you so much care about and wish them happy birthdays. You even want to post them when something good happens and forget the very friends that are with you. That is not a relationship that is growing. For a relationship to grow, you do not just need to know them, to have their number but to endeavor and call and chat and check on them. In the sense of Jesus Christ, you don't just need to be a Christian. You don't just need to be with the assurance of I'm going to heaven, I go to church every day, oh, I even sing in choir. Hey, I run a podcast, I share the gospel. Endeavor to build that relationship. For the verse that I read for us, let me read it for uh, us once again as I conclude. Second Peter, Chapter 1, verses 5 to 7, it says, Make every effort to add to your faith excellence, to excellence, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly affection, to brotherly affection, and selfish love. And I'll give you a very, very brief explanation of what this entails. Take note of the first words in this verse. It says, make every effort. This need to, needs to remind you that your pastor is not going to do this for you. Much as John Bosco likes you so much, even if you're the first person that always tuned in when, uh, tunes in when John Bosco has a live, a live show, 
even if Kwezi is your very good friend, in fact, you even uh, come from the same lo locality or even attend the same school, it does not matter at all. Much as Maria is your sister or you even have a sister called Maria as well, it does not matter. They are not going to make the efforts for you. Make every effort. And for all these that we've been seeing, it says to add, to add, to add. It never stops. Now, to your faith, if faith was enough, the Apostle Peter wouldn't tell us to add to it. But to it, he says add. And what do you add? Excellence. Now, excellence is basically that outward proclamation. For you to choose and say, I identify with Jesus Christ. Moving from excellence, you add the knowledge. And these are all ways of building that relationship. What kind of knowledge is being talked about? Not just going to Bible college, but find time and open the Bible and try to read and understand it. Today, many people are so lost. Today, the youth are so gullible. They listen and believe everything that people tell them in the name of being a pastor and a preacher. Because they never go and open the Bible for themselves. I challenged youths in camp the day before and told them about the story of creation. And everybody was so sure that after Eve ate of the fruit, she took it to Adam, who was at home. I don't know where they got that idea from. Only for us to open and everybody opened their eyes wide when I when the Bible told us, Eve gave the fruit to the husband who was with her there. The whole scenario of the temptation, the, the serpent trying to appease Eve and get her from the right message, uh, the instruction from God. This dude was standing there, probably whistling and even trying to, you know, enjoy touching his beard like most guys want to do. He did nothing about it. But many people missed that point because they never opened the Bible. So you add to your excellence, knowledge, and the knowledge is only got when you read the Bible when you read the word of God. And it doesn't end there still. To that, uh, to that knowledge, you're going to have to add self-control. Okay? Now, self-control, uh, in short terms, is you putting in practice what you've acquired uh, as the knowledge. If the word of God says, live this way, as a young man, do not do this. As a believer, do not conform to the standards of the world. I think that's Romans 12 too. Then do not do it. That means you've gained the knowledge and now you're trying to practice it. And from self-control, you add perseverance. And in perseverance, there is a number of things you need to persevere through. And it's not just you, you know, biting your teeth and saying, no, I'm going to persevere. I'm not going to succumb to this. No, choosing to trust God regardless of the circumstances that hit you in this life. The trials, tests, and temptations that come from different, uh, you know, circumstances around us. Choose to not waver your faith from Jesus Christ, but to always believe in him. And to perseverance, add godliness. Godliness is not when you start looking all bright and white and have a long beard like the God we see in movies. No. Godliness is when your thinking, your worldview, your thought patterns all reflect who Christ is. When your lifestyle now changes, you are no longer the Caleb that God saved in 2013. You are no longer the Maria that, was a, that wasn't a Christian five years ago. Okay? You are not the, the grace that, 
used to hang around this kind of friends in your life, but now you have friends that add value to you. You are not the Kathy that used to speak all kinds of words that would cross your mind. But now you have changed and you're doing as the word of God says. That is what godliness is. And from godliness, you move on to brotherly affection. That is when you use your talents and gifts to serve the brother in Christ. And then lastly, you add to that so unselfish love. That is the love you show to the people out there. That is when you go and share the gospel with them. For the first two steps here, faith and excellence, these you do once and for all. And for the next steps, they keep recurring. Like a relationship, you don't text your girlfriend today telling how you love her so much until which river will dry, until when the river dries up. You don't just say it once and say, wow, it is still in that. You remind her. You keep throwing her surprises here and there. Today, these days, they love flowers. I don't know if they're becoming bees. Sorry for that. But they love flowers. Valentine's is coming. Be creative. The same way you need to do that for a relationship to grow is the same way as a Christian. You need to keep doing that for your relationship with Jesus Christ to keep growing. Otherwise, if you leave him and say, I'm a, I'm a Christian, chiwede. I go to church every day. I'm a pastor's kid. I sing in choir. You are being a Christian with zero impact. In fact, you are dating someone online, someone you've never met. I should put it that way. Probably some guy in a distant country that has just created up a Facebook page or an Instagram page and is feeding you nice pictures of uh, Mike Ezurunye or Ramsey Noah. Nice looking guys, if you're a lady. And in your mind, you feel your heart is almost saying we are in a relationship. You do not know them. They do not know you. That is how your relationship with Christ is. If you are just a Christian that doesn't read the Bible, that doesn't do as the Bible says, that still does the same things you used to do at the point of salvation. You, my dear friends that are listening in, think about this personally, not as a group, not as a family, but as you alone. From the time you became a Christian, I don't know which year it was. The many times you've heard the gospel, the many times you've attended such service, the many times you've so much waited for 31st December to lift up both arms and cry out to God and give him a list of your, uh, you know, basic needs and everything you want to get from him. What things have you seen change? What things have you dropped? And then what things are persistent? What things have failed that are still beating you down, that are still conquering you? And then make your personal choice to really go and see that these things change in your life for God. Growth is never an overnight thing. You do not become a Christian today and tomorrow you've matured. Just like you don't meet this nice, beautiful girl and say, I love you, I love you too. We go to the, the parents, uh, introduction done, marriage tomorrow, live happily ever after. No. That's why there is a dating process. There's a time when I need to go to your friend and even ask for the number where you will even say no to me. But I have to keep coming back because I'm trying to build this relationship with the lady. It takes time. My efforts need to be seen. Christ needs to see you advancing in your lifestyle. And that is when you can satisfactorily tell people, I am a friend of God. 
stepping away from just singing it. I am afraid. If you do not treat that nice letter, it's so much wrote for you. And if you do not abide by what he says, there is no friendship. He's just some man you've seen on screens from that American actor, Jim Caviezel, and admired the nice looking guy with the beard and uh, white you know, garments and everything. He is just a mere guy you read about or hear about. Until you understand what he says and do it, that is when you can say you are growing spiritually. And growing spiritually doesn't mean you have to speak tongues, speak in tongues, you have to, you know, cast demons out of people. No, you don't call for that. It's a relationship. I don't need to bleach and become light skinned for my girlfriend to say, wow, Caleb really loves me. He has worked on himself. No, she loves me the way I am. I really have to understand and respect her. That is how we grow in a relationship. And for Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter how much time you give, how you look, how you sing very nicely. All that matters is knowing him, that is reading his word and then putting it into practice. Let that be our homework. As we finish here, as we celebrate and say, wow, it was a powerful message. Not yet, until it works in you. All I've done is just utter out my own words and what I've read from the Bible. The best part of any preacher or a teacher or a pastor is you doing what they say. Thank you so much, my dear friend, John Bosco. Thank you so much for this great opportunity. And I hope that at the end, you're able to remind everybody to probably just go or you can look for my name, you can look for Be Sure Podcast, or you can share the link or I would forward it to him. Please go and listen to that message. I believe at the end, it is going to be very important to you because it did help me. It has helped several people I've shared it with. I believe it will help you as well as you grow in Christ and together let us grow. Age of 20. Thank you so much. Thank you. Over to you, Mr. John Bosco. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ms. Kaib, for that wonderful word. This is so amazing. I don't know even what really to say. <laughs> for sure, and that is really the important uh, I think everyone has learned and I've really got to understand what really uh, this means. But again, I'd like to give an offer according to what uh, Mr. requested. He was teaching and then he he talked about his grind. I went for it. At the end. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and following. And those that have just missed and have just said, and please don't miss always just because mechanical. But again, I wish you the best overnight today as you're handling boys' work in that area of Kayuna. May God really continue to strengthen you, give you knowledge, reduce such in your It's for Amen, amen. Thank you so much for that. I'm not praying for people, but you You put yourself in position that you're the one now giving, giving the power you are done healing and so on. Anyway, I'm praying with you, the gentleman, wherever you are, that may living God continue to guide you and continue to attend seekings. I'm
but at least I want and sometimes that's all of more with Saturday, but the as continuing to expound in his area to have but God bless you so much. Allow me to leave you with this wonderful song by the grace of God. Come on, get me.